Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Okay, well yeah. then, anyway, do you think Meryl Streep is going to start a podcast? I fucking hope not. <laughs> Meryl <laughs> Streep doesn't like anything avant-garde. <laughs> She's definitely not going to start a podcast. I'm sorry, a what? She's fine. She doesn't need to do anything for a while. Maybe she'll write a book. Paul Giamatti? I hope he starts one. A podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would totally listen to a we Paul are in the, podcast. We are in the era of A-list celebrities not knowing what to do yeah. and then asking their children what kind of microphones to get. Sean Penn is giving fucking advice about the pandemic on CNN. Like, <laughs> it's insane. It's total. And CNN is at fault for giving him the fucking opportunity to talk about it. I mean, I want to stay relevant until I die, but publicists working overtime to be like, do you want Sean Penn's do you, opinion? Do you need on- him to talk about COVID-19? <laughs> I mean, he did do some disaster relief with the Haiti earthquake. So, and he did, you know, interview El Chapo famously. Right. Faultily, right? You know, so he he sure seems to know what's up. <laughs> Not ever. That's so funny. Did you see Madonna talking from her bathtub about how um, yeah. it was the great equalizer that every the Corona is the great equalizer? Yeah. Did you see her toilet paper was the wrong direction? Oh I, no! Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Did the internet freak out about it? I did. I don't know. If, no, I think everyone else was like, "Who's filming this for you?" And thinks it's a good idea. Wait, what do you mean wrong direction? Because it's going under. You pull it from under instead of over. Yeah. Yeah. Are you an overer? Of course. Huh. Naturally. What do, you mean, what do you mean, of course? Because under, if you're under, you're, oh, oof. That's my Gwyneth Paltrow. If your toilet paper is under, oh, then yeah. get out of my face. Wow. I'll leave your party. It makes you mad like Goop makes me mad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my f- ex-fiance. Yeah, that's how I found out that we weren't right for each other. She had under toilet paper, and I was like, this isn't going to work for me. You wouldn't just flip it around for her? Oh, I can't do the work for you. Oh. You've got to work on yourself. I see. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? If you have it over, it stops. Look, I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. Over is the right way and it'll stop. If it's under, the whole thing can come tumbling down right away. And mm. it's so gross. Wow. Yeah. You really uh, like head up about it, huh? Listen, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> Good. <laughs> so many things. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about cannabis, comedy, cooking, culture, calling shit out. Yes. Quarantine times. Yes. All the good stuff that we get to, you know, hang and chat about to think about the good things in life. Fucking roll. Enjoying each other's time and, and fucking coconut cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that I cooked, I made a coconut cream pie for you. You made me the most unassumingly sexual birthday I've ever had in my life. And I just want to thank you publicly because I didn't realize it until looking back at the 24 hours of my birthday Mm -hmm. and being like, that was a very sexual day. Unintentionally, but hell yeah. Like we, okay, well, can you, I want you to talk about it. Okay. So, um, so Mary Happy Jane, birthday on here, by the way. Hey, thank you so much. It was a fucking great day. It was a truly fantastic day. It was kind day. of a bit of a little magical day, even though it was like very obviously quiet. Yeah. It was, I thought it was still pretty fucking was, magical. I'm going to be honest. It was my kind of birthday. I always get kind of uncomfortable if I'm at the bar and it's a bunch of people buying me shots and things like that. It makes me a little uncomfortable. That's why I used to do my live show on my birthday so that I didn't have to interact with anyone. Mm. I could just like be there with them, but be closely guarded and protect myself <laughs> from conversations. And deflect to, yeah, other yeah. people performing on Glaze. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just never been my steez to have like 
a, a day of, of about me, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, and I don't want to put anyone down if they're into that. It's just something that makes me want to um, crawl inside my belly button and never come out. Oh, I'm totally into it. My birthday's next week, so <laughs> you'll be seeing the opposite from me. April 5th, you're out here? It's my birthday. I'll be like wearing a captain and parading around with sparklers. <laughs> I like the idea that like for you, physical distancing doesn't mean you can't get on the roof and shout from the top of it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go like out and stand on the front lawn and shout at people it's my birthday <laughs> what are you gonna give me do a dance do a birthday dance for me leave a cake on the sidewalk i'll come get it in a minute yeah i'll eat strange cake for my birthday strange cake. why not <laughs> a strange cake some thoughtful grocery store situation sent to you and you're like oh strange Ooh, cake i don't know what's in here hmm, let me see um, <laughs> so you got me a silicone mold of pot piggy pops piggy pops which is a silicone mold of little cute piggies and you fill each silicone mold with pancake batter and then push a little piece of sausage or in our case vegan sausage into it and then you throw it in the oven 450 for eight minutes and the pancake browns fluffs and enrobes the sausage and then the silicone mold you turn it over and you've got little like piggy pancakes little tiny pigs yeah they're so sweet so i started the day you made a trough of maple syrup that was real fun <laughs> we'll post uh this pic on ig but yep. just to cruise through the day you got me uh you got me porkin in the morning mm-hmm. and then we cut and then we drank mimosas all day while I FaceTime with my family and had a great time online. It was Got awesome. Pretty fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. And then at night, uh, excuse me, and then we made a uh, coconut cream pie. Mm-hmm. And that was so good. And I was like, <laughs> cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it because I have this great recipe for um, a bunch of different cream pies from Moody's Diner, which is in Maine. It's a famous spot for all good stuff. And there's a chocolate cream pie, a banana cream pie, and a coconut cream pie. And I'd just gotten the recipe again from my sister. And when I said it to you, you were like, I'd love a coconut cream pie for my birthday. I didn't even think about it being, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Make a wish on your cream pie. Yeah. You put a little candle in someone's butthole and Don't. blow it out. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. That's a good place for a wish. But wait, you also had. And um, you can. Oh, it's like a little cupcake. Oh, like. It? But what? What? You want to move on from stuff too fast. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about putting candles in buttholes. Please. I was trying to go deep on Paul Giamatti's podcast. I'm trying to go deep on making wish on people's buttholes. Oh, okay. I want to dig a little deeper into something. Got it. Okay. Understood. <laughs> Sorry. I think I'm tapped out. I honestly am feeling like, you know, things are just... Um, I don't know. I feel uh, I feel a little a little strange today. So yeah. sorry about that. It's yes. no problem at all. Mm-hmm. No problem. Every yeah, every day, right? Mm-hmm. Brand new. Yeah. Don't know what's gonna be that every, day. Yeah. Every day is different. Every day is a little weird. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely feeling a little. Um, yeah. I mean, it was such a fucking great day yesterday. Today is a little odd. I, I uh, you know that. what? I went outside for a, a stretch of time today. And I think that was strange for me. And I'm still kind it's of fucking scary. feeling like I need to come back into my little shell, my like safe little house shell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Every day is fucking scary and insane. Mm-hmm. And when I was outside today, somebody got, I think, I think that they were six feet away from me. Mm. But I was like, why isn't it eight? Like six is recommended, right? Mm-hmm. So we should be doing eight. Because that's the mature, responsible thing to do. Yeah. And so I'm getting mad at people for following the rules. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's not fair to anyone. Yeah. I mean, you know, she crept up and was very close. She was a little too close. I mean, I almost punched someone in CVS the other day because she was like 
maybe three feet away from me when I turned around. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Yeah. So. I get it. Yeah, things are stressful and weird. So, I mean, I'll go in on all of it. Let's talk about butthole candles and celeb podcasts, and it'll make me feel better. Cool. Okay, okay. that sounds great. Yeah. I love that. Because I do think that, which do you want to talk about, buttholes or podcasts? Buttholes. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about other people's podcasts. Damn right. We've got the only one anyone ever needs. Do you think the coronavirus, can you catch it through the butthole? Mm, I mean, Because it's, it's an opening, right? It's, your yeah. Tiny little masks. That um, would be cute. A butthole mask? Any, yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be, it can be P's, it can be V's, it can be B's. You could just use a cork. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get to the point where this pandemic is like under control enough that they do start selling like gag face masks because we're enough time has passed that we can laugh about it. I mean, you can, you can already get some pretty stylish versions. I saw a gal the other day. Um, she was wearing, it looked like a, like a, I can't even, it was like mad masks, mad max. Like it was mad like, mask, it, mad mask. It was like Chrome and it had like crazy gills on it. Fucking cool. Yeah. She looked like Bane. That's cool. It was pretty neat. Damn right. I, I mean, she looked badass. It was also scary, but, you know. I love it. Yeah. I'd rock something. Mary Jane Runway, who makes that, like, I have that cool weed robe. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane Runway is making, um, like, glittery um, cannabis print masks. Would it be toned up to do a charity mask art charity fundraiser something? Is that tone deaf to to say it would be a good idea to raise funds for like New York hospitals or anything else where you have a bunch of artists creating um, art on face masks? And then auctioning the face masks off? And then auctioning them off, off? And then donating that money to a hospital? Yeah. I don't think that would be tone deaf at all. I think that's a cool idea. It's a good idea, right? Yeah. I just thought of that when you said um, put a cork in your butthole and I was like, you know what a good idea would be? <laughs> Like artists creating, yeah, I think that'd be dope. Yeah, like hand painting cool face masks that then you could sell for, yeah. Yeah, and you can call it Mask Off, and then you can play the future song, Mask Off. Okay. For the whole, you know, trailer to raise funds and awareness. Then I would fuck with Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. And her Gucci mask. She, I mean, no, she was just wearing a regular mask, but what I objected to was the um, farmer's market produce. I'm going to start a rumor that she wears Gucci masks. Okay. (laughs) I don't care. But I like that idea. I think it's a dynamite idea. Yeah, I do too. There's so many artists here in LA. I wonder, but I don't want to use a mask. I don't want to take one away from a worker. Like I would want them to make a mask out of something that it doesn't meet spec. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to steal masks from people who need them. You would want them to actually make masks up to, like there are um, patterns online where you can actually make your own because you know masks are obviously not widely available right now you can make them from pretty much household items yeah yeah so that would be neat you could do a plaster paris one i think this is a really good idea yeah um i'm just spitballing it as we go so that it has a little time capsule in it okay because if you make your own mask you can make it out of anything like i'm wearing my pink robe right now Mm -hmm. oh like a fuzzy pink mask okay auctioned off for charity to go to uh, a place that needs it yeah Fuck, man. I love it. I love it, too. Yeah. This is a good idea. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Done. I haven't changed out of this robe in two weeks. So yeah. Is that, is that a good... I don't think it matters. That you haven't changed out of your underwear, robe in two weeks? I'm, re- I'm learning that underwear is, a, is like a fool's game. 
Meaning? You, I think we were sold a bill of goods on underwear. Oh. I don't think you need it. I don't think anyone has ever needed to have it. I feel like it's, what was something in the past that people were sold as a good idea, but it turns out nobody needed it? Um, um, do you know what I'm talking about? There was like either a cleaner or like mouthwash, something. You know what was sold to women as a fucking bill of goods that nobody ever needed to do or have? Shaving your legs. Damn. I never needed to shave my legs ever from the beginning. I am perfect the way I was, or I was perfect the way I was. And I remember my mom saying to me when I was like 12 or 13, and I was like, I need to shave my legs. And she was like, no, you don't. You absolutely don't. And of course I did because of, you know, peer pressure and at school. And I was on the swim team and I started, you know, like growing arm hair and leg hair. And I just needed to like fit in with everyone and also I think there's like when you're at the high levels like there is like a drag time if you have hairy legs like swimmers do shave Mm -hmm. but um so I shaved because I was on the swim team but I remember my mom being like no you're perfect what's going on with these animals stop the animals are also feeling stressed out yeah um the uh yeah but I started shaving when I was like 12 or 13 and then I remember when I was like you know 16 or 17 and I started reading about the history of feminism and you know, bra burning and growing your arm hair in as a symbol of, you know, like against the oppressors and the patriarchy. I was like, wait, what? That's an option? And then I really read back and I was like, oh, women only started being forced to shave their legs when they started wearing skirts in like the 50s. Isn't that fucked? Yeah. It's so fucked. The fucking hair removal. Like I didn't ever have to do that. I know you, I know that like, I know that a woman, if I was dating them, wouldn't be wanted. It's not about doing it for me. Mm -hmm. What am I saying? Uh, I think armpit hair is pretty hot. Yeah. I think it's sexy. I can't grow it back anymore. Because really? Because I had it fucking lasered off. Whoa. At great cost. Why? Fuck the patriarchy. Wow. Because I had to like gotten a Groupon for a, for a package to like deal with, you know, a bunch. Of, and it was like, you know, bikini waxing, all that kind of shit that, you know, nobody should ever have to deal with. But you fucking do because it just looks better. And we're all taught that that looks better and is, you know, nicer for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of money um, when I got a Groupon package to get like certain parts lasered and I just don't grow armpit hair anymore. That's incredible. Yeah. Are you upset by that? I wish I could grow it back. I wish I could grow it back long and braid it and fly little flags out of it and be like, (laughs) fuck the patriarchy. I never should have shaved in the first place. Fucking right. (laughs) But if you don't know, you don't know, right? Like, yeah. That's the problem. I mean, definitely like when I was coming up in the in the 80s, it was that I, you know, I had to pluck my eyebrows. I had to shave my legs. I had to shave my armpits. And then it got to a certain point where you're like, then you also have to shave your fucking pussy. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Butthole. Uh, never shaved my butthole, but I used to do I, Brazilian waxing. I neared my butthole once. Not to make this about me, but I will say I neared my butthole once because I had neared my whole body because I wanted to be hairless. Because oh I thought goodness. as a dude, mm-hmm. I, every picture I saw of like a ripped guy and I was trying to get so fucking strong and muscular in college yeah. and I neared my whole body. And I think I've talked about it on here, but yeah, I put nair on my butt hair also. The whole? Uh, well, accidentally. Like I didn't slip a digit in with some nair on it. No, no, but like between the ass cheeks, you're yeah, talking about I, the hair, like but not not yeah. at the top of your ass crack, no, but no, like no. between the cheeks. Luckily, I don't have hair on my shoulders or like the top of my like my tailbone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that hair between the cheeks, I neared that shit, and How? it was a fucking nightmare. Was yes. Let's hear more about that, please. Okay, but I want to get back to feminism. We will, but I want to hear about you nearing your butthole. Well. <laughs> It it burned like crazy. Yeah. It the since your butt's all tissue, it was just like raw, and I couldn't walk. And then I don't know how it feels to get my pussy shaved, but I do know that the feeling of having 
my smooth butt cheeks rubbed together was insane feeling. Yeah. That's, it was insane feeling. It's a and there's weird... a lot more sweat. Yes. And like the whole thing was messier than I ever expected. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like the thing that I realized the first time I got a Brazilian was like, oh, the hair does have a purpose. It catches droplets of perspiration that, you know, then when you don't have hair, like rolls down you and you feel like this weird slippery, it's just bizarre. It's yes. crazy. Yes. And as far as shaving goes, I never could shave because my skin is so sensitive. So if I like run a razor over certain parts, like I could shave my legs because I've been doing it for a while, but like any really like sensitive parts of my skin, like my bikini line, yeah, it's just a no-go. Mm. Can't do it. God damn. So I had to Brazilian it, which it costs so much money. So it's like of all of the things that like shouldn't fucking exist, shaving and goddamn hair removal being forced on, you know, like a huge section of society. And if you choose not to do it, you're seen as like some weird rebel or where did I just see it? Someone who, oh, um, Lumpland. Do you know? She's an no. amazing follow on Instagram. She's an artist at Lumpland. Okay. And uh, she has armpit hair, and she was just like posting about something and how she like felt lonely for a long time, so she felt prepared for this isolation time. And she's beautiful, and she posts all of these pictures of her, her body and stuff. And someone had written, well, like, if you shaved your arm hair, you wouldn't be dirty, so you wouldn't be alone. Oh, my if you God. You shaved your armpits. And she just wrote back, and she was like, that doesn't mean I'm dirty. That makes but, no sense. But that's the kind of stuff that you hear. Like I remember like when I was able to grow armpit hair when I was a teenager and I did for a minute just to see, I remember getting like such like comments from boys. Yeah. Like, ew, gross, you know, what are you, some kind of fucking, and just like the horrible names of, you know, d- young teenage boys who want to shame you for anything about your body. But we should be the only ones with hair. I wonder if that's learned that we're supposed to be the only ones with hair because of like our moms and what we see on everywhere or if that's something like internal within us as like some weird primate caveman bullshit where we're like we're the hairy ones you're the smooth ones but it's new it's like it's it's you know the the idea that like women should have zero hair anywhere is is really new it's only the last 40 or 50 years i think i mean you know like the one of the best paintings of all time hangs in the musée d'orsay in paris and it's called the origin of the world i've talked about it on here and it's a it's a pussy from like the just above the knees to just you know it's like belly to knee basically Mm -hmm. and it's called the origin of the world and it's this beautiful natural pussy that's hairy and gorgeous you know with like the you know between the butt cheeks there's a little bit of hair and everything that's gorgeous and it's like natural and I don't know so heartening and to, like to now look at what we're expected to have is these weird you know smooth robot bodies and shaved and yeah it's just a bummer so robot bods yeah so I'm growing all my hair back that I can right Hell now yeah. my eyebrows are growing in everything else is growing in I haven't shaved my legs great yeah, yeah. that sounds great yeah also, eyebrow, the, the, like, I think bushy eyebrows are sexy too. I wish I could grow mine all the way back in. They're so sexy. Yeah. But again, like, when I was, well, like, do you remember who Brooke Shields is? Do you of know? Of course. So, Brooke Shields, when I was a kid, was like four or five years older than I was. And she was like the super famous, like, 18 year old who was just super fucking beautiful. And she had those big, thick, gorgeous Brooke Shields eyebrows. But then right after her came this spate of, like, super thin, I think it was like the, Early 90s, something happened. Like I think it's when people were thin, right? Let's pe- make everyone look thin and then make everything about your face as thin as your body's supposed to be. Yeah, people got real thin and 90210 and Friends were both on TV and everyone on 90210 and Friends had very thin eyebrows yeah. and they wore a lot of like, yeah, thin skinny outfits. 
That's it. Skinny people with skinny eyebrows. Yo. Which is what I thought was cool. Of course. Yeah. If you saw Shannon Doherty with some skinny eyebrows and high-waisted jeans, yo, sorry about you. Yeah. I don't live in Beverly Hills or wherever the fuck that show took place. Courtney Cox, I was like, she's got the most perfect bone structure. If I could look like that with Mm -hmm. some skinny eyebrows and some skinny jeans. Amazing. Yeah, it really (laughs) fucked me over. (laughs) Wait, are you the one who said that somebody called jeans something really funny? Because we're not, I mean, because I'm not wearing underwear. I'm wearing a robe every day. I don't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) I'm going to throw throw out all my underwear because I just am now realizing fucking on my birthday, I'm like, you don't need to wear underwear. That's it's a lie. A, it's a fucking lie. <laughs> Everything's crumbling. The patriarchy <laughs> sold us a bill of goods about underwear. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. There's a bailout for Hanes on top of everything else. Yeah. Trump is like, we've got to give $100 billion to Hanes. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fucking, there's, there's underwears with flaps and underwear without flaps. And they're like, there's no fucking industry standard. I bought some underwear from DKNY. It was some boxer briefs. Yeah. And I didn't know it but they didn't have a hole yeah and i was like what is this what do you do um i they're called sit down to peas oh (laughs) i didn't put two and two together that's awkward yeah yeah no i was like what is this i'm gonna return these do you have to like take them off yeah you have to take all your clothes off to pee (laughs) so if i'm going if i'm in an office and i'm at a urinal I'm just, I make an announcement. I'm like, sorry, everyone. There's no hole here. I have to take all my clothes off. And then I untie my shoes and take off my jeans. Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. I can't imagine, like, I don't know how it is for um, guys in, like, public bathroom situations because, you know, we women go into stalls. Mm -hmm. When you walk into a stall situation with a bunch of dudes, if you see a bare ass, that's weird, right? Uh, yeah, and I, I know some people who pull their pants all the way down to pee. And yeah. I'm, of course, I'm not going to name their names, but like, that <laughs> would be insane. Who are they? Um, unless they wronged me, and then I'm like, I gotcha. <laughs> um, but yes, it is bananas. There's there's so much. Well, let's talk about bathroom etiquette for a second. Because I, I haven't been in a public bathroom in so long that it's very weird. But I have two ideas for this. One is, do you know about, you would know about urinal etiquette though, right? Like, as far as physical distancing is concerned? I can imagine that, like, I think just from having seen movies and stuff, like, I know you don't stand next to someone. Right, but old men do. Oh. Old men, I think all old men want to see your little dick. Oh. Um, I don't know what it is about old men and youth, but old men all stand next to the person. And I think it's because they want to have conversation. They, they, like, for them or whatever it is, mm. like, the bathroom is a place of chatting. And for someone like me, I'm like, I'm here and I'm ready to leave as soon as I'm in here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they all want to chat. I don't fucking know. But like every old man I've ever has ever come into the bathroom stands next to me when they pee as well. Do they want to sort of like look at you or have you look at them? I think there is a masculine force involved where it's like two men pissing next to each other. That's that's power. That's manly. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's like Wall Street shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really it. Like we're arcing pee into this the trough together and then we're going to fucking be masters of the universe when we exit this bathroom <laughs> right? having thoroughly washed our hands. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it is. It's like it's like if if he could raise my arm up like I just won a title fight, he would and be like, look at us, huh? Just being men. Yeah. It's crazy. That does not happen in women's bathroom situations. Yeah. So what if there was five stalls? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, there never are. There's never enough. How many stalls are in a women's room? Usually in like your average sort of office women's room, I'm going to say three. 
not enough. But you have to have like the big one, the the ADA accessible one. Of course. And then there's usually two smaller ones. Oh, that sounds reasonable to me. I mean, it's enough, I guess. But in a five staller. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which number? So number one is yeah. closest to the door, and it's kind of directly across from the sink. Okay. And number five is against the far wall in the corner. Yeah. Um. And they're all empty. And they're all empty. What's your number? Next to the sink. Number one. Number one. I if, wouldn't have guessed that in five get four guesses. If the whole place is empty and I have all of the room to myself, yeah. Number one. Sure. But that's the one that I feel like would be the most dirty and the most um, grimy you, and gross. What do you think we're doing in there? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Look, I've worked in restaurants and, you know, you just kind of sign your name on the piece of paper like you cleaned it and you pick up some paper towels and you move on with your day. Yeah. So I don't know. I just... Uh... If that made sense to anyone. Um, number one is your stall of choice. Sure. Why? If there's no one in there. Right. Because it's just convenient and easy and then you just pop right out and you're right next to the sink so you don't have to walk too far before you get to like, you know... Yeah clean yourself up got it if i'm pooping that's a whole different story oh yeah do you mind talking about that on the air i mean <laughs> is that too is this one too gross for it's pretty gross okay but i will if you don't mind me talking about it yeah i if i am uh pooping i would choose the last one before the like the penultimate one the second so to last we would say five because you wouldn't take the handicap one or the right right if there are five and the fifth one is the ada then no no I, no there's oh. six. Oh, okay and the sixth one is the ADA. So five. Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would take number five. Yes. Interesting. If I'm pooping. Why? Because then I don't want to be next to the sink because then I have to like listen to people come in and out and talk while they wash their hands and be on the phone and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And the particles drift. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, number five all day for both. Yeah. Anything. Okay. Yeah. What about this, the urinal situation when you walk in and you assess a wall? How many are there usually? Mm, it, let's just say five again. Okay. Right? Yeah, so I'm a corner guy. I'm a corner guy through and through. Okay. I like I like my back to the wall so I can see everyone. I'm like I'm like Tony Soprano, you know? Yeah. I, I sit at the back of the booth with my back against the wall so I can see everyone coming in and going out and I know who's who. And it, you wait for people to come to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the Tony Soprano of pissing. And so <laughs> but wait. I think if, that's so funny. If, <laughs> If you go into a bathroom as the Tony Soprano of pissing mm-hmm. and you see a bare butt, mm-hmm. is that a shock? Always. Right. Because my because it it's not about the bare butt and it's not about it's it's two things. One, it's your pants are on the floor. Yo, what right. are you doing? That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But number two, it's like what happened in your childhood? Cuz I feel like that's one reason I don't ever want to have kids is <laughs> is like the 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 responsibility of training someone to use the bathroom mm. feels like way too much for me to handle because it can either fuck them up for the rest of their life or it ain't no thing and next thing you know you're an old man standing next to someone taking a piss because that's what men do mm. like it's too nerve-wracking for me trying to teach someone else how to pee yeah yeah potty training just seems like no matter how many books you read you're gonna fuck up that kid one way or another and then they're gonna end up with their pants around their ankles in the movie theater i think the thing about it for me is that i've noticed a little bit is that my american friends raising their kids here have more stress about kind of everything in general like parenting potty training sleep training all that kind of stuff than 
my friends who are raising their kids not in the U.S. Like I have some friends who are raising their kids in the U.K. and they're just less worried about all that kind of stuff. They're like, ah, they'll figure it out when they figure it out. I don't know which is the right answer. Yeah. I can't say that, you know, who's going to be better off, but I just know that my my friends in England are hands off in a lot of ways where my American friends are hands on. And yeah, who who knows? We'll see in 20 years. I guess so. (laughs) When we're allowed to pee again in public? Yeah, we'll revisit. We'll revisit uh, my friend Tanya's kids and then my other friend's kids and we'll see who's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. My, I, I, the, my worst, the ones I hate the most are the big troughs. Have you ever seen those for guys? Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's just, it's so animal. It's like, like at a baseball stadium Mm -hmm. and it's just like troughs filled with ice. And I'm just like, no. Wait, they put ice in them? Yeah. So that there's no splash. It just melts the ice and you kind of get to play a fun game with your pee where you're like, I want to melt that cube. Yeah. That actually sounds really cool. It's kind of fun. I used to want to be able to pee. There should be prizes in there. There should. Oh my God. You have like (laughs) little like little army guys frozen in the ice and little like trinkets and coupons for like a next free drink and or stuff if you like could that. just like pee enough into a specific like you know the water gun in the clown yeah like, then you get you know a prize <laughs> comes down from the ceiling because you wouldn't want the prize to be in, oh that's a good in point. the pee trough yeah if you can melt all this ice with your pee a little prize yeah. you get like 20 uh, uh, 25 points and then you get something on your way out you get a ticket like at dave and buster's and then you can play ski ball that's so fun <laughs> pee prizes are fun i would love to play that women would never be allowed to play that game though because we have to like keep it all you know private and tight we're not allowed to pee in stalls and troughs i always wanted to though like i wanted to be able to pee my name in the snow yeah in amsterdam they have these like outdoor toilets where you can just literally like put your junk in it and pee into like a funnel on the street and it's yeah. to keep public urination to a minimum not available to us. Dang. Yeah. We get all the good games. Have you ever peed in an open toilet? Did you see any of those when you like when you were in France? What's an open toilet? Like a kind of just a hole in the ground? Or have you ever been to like a no. a, a you know outhouse that has just like the hole oh, where you yeah. put one foot on either side? Yes. And that's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that to me that ain't no thing because I've gone camping and I've gone in the woods. It's kind of alarming though when you're in like a nice restaurant in Paris and you go to the bathroom and it's just like an open an open hole situation. I don't I've never been to that and I don't think I would eat there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not not uncommon. Take care of your pipes, yo. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've got an ancient fucking sewer system that works pretty well with like millions and millions of people, so. Yeah. They're actually one of the coolest things in Paris. Next time you go back, go to the sewer museum. Oh, that sounds interesting. It is fucking interesting. It's one of my favorite things to do there. It's like you get you go down through a manhole in the middle of Paris, down into the sewer system with <laughs> like rushing a poop water. Tour, like yeah. where they put a little poop costume on you and they're like, let's see where you end up. It's fucking fascinating. Wow. It truly is. Like they have a guided tour of the sewer system in Paris, which is one of the oldest. I mean, it goes back to Roman times. It's it's amazing to That's see. That's fascinating. Yeah, it is actually really cool. You can do like a VR where they... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm I'm picturing really obscene guided tours. It's actually a very cool regular museum tour. I don't know how many people will be taking it now with everything going on, but that sounds really neat. It is really neat. That's something I would take for granted, and then I would go there and be like, "Holy shit!" And then I'd start rambling off facts for the rest of the day about it because I'd be like, "This is such neat information." Yeah, it's it's like so interesting. Just Hmm. what it takes to treat all of the sewage that rushes through the Parisian sewage system, you know? I can't even think about that. The amount of toilet flushes that are happening per day all over the world is, uh, I mean, 
Yeah, that's a number that I can't even fathom. It's, my brain is not smart enough to picture that number. Well, like you wanted to figure out your uh, you my know, or, your orgasm math with yeah. Tanner. Yeah. You want to? Yeah. What's the flush solution? What is the flush situation? What is you know how much every day? It's fascinating to think about. Because if I would say on average, um, three peas, two poops per day per person. You're pooping twice a day. Yeah, morning. Mor- wow. Um, yeah. Probably. Okay. Healthy. Great. Or good for you. Super as Sarah. Oh, I don't I, want to do Sarah Silverman's joke. Oh. You know how Jewish people have anxious, anxious bowels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her jokes are. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, I. Okay. One one poop, two I, peas. I'm a one pooper, and it's yeah. I can and say, three peas. Sure. Yeah. Depending so that's four on, flushes. Yes. Unless I let it mellow. Which I do try to do sometimes. All about that life. But yes, so th- four flushes a day. Four flushes a day. Seven point six times seven point six billion people in the world. Uh huh. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. That's, that's a, lot. a lot of flushing. It's a, it's a big, crazy world. Yeah, it is. A lot of poop and pee and cum in it. Man, we we aren't even that high for I this know. insane <laughs> twenty minute conversation. It is. It's which, an insane. Which, question. speaking of, um, if anyone out there is like curious about anything about the weed world right now, I know that we've gotten some trades recently. Shout out to the tender friends, Michael Walker. He let me borrow his um, plug inable hot plate stove thing nice. that you plug in to an outlet, and then it's like a single burner. And so we traded him a bunch of edibles for it, mm-hmm. um, which has been cool. I've been enjoying the trade and barter system that has occurred because of this pandemic. Okay. That has felt really, really like makes me feel connected to my neighbor in a way that I wouldn't be otherwise. And I really do appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. I love yeah that trade uh, last week with Kristen and the sourdough for edibles. Yeah. Amazing. It's good. Yeah. And I just went through some of my um, weed stash today to sort of see like, oh, what do I have on hand? Oh, I could spare this for, you know, some eggs or whatever. Totally. It's a good time to do that. Man, that feels anything. good. Yeah. I wish we could mail people. Well, we're going to mail CBD for our contest. Yes, we do have. Uh, we got to pick a contest winner for our show us your rack uh, contest, which was so fun. People like showed us crazy racks, some spread out racks, some towering racks, some very neat racks or a couple really neat ones. Satisfying racks. Yeah. Very nice. Some, some perfectly loaded dishwashers uh, <laughs> made it into the contest. Yeah. It was awesome. Really nice. Um, yeah. And, you know, some CBD treats coming someone's way in the next, uh, well, next time we can go to the post office, I guess. When is the post office closed? I'm not sure. I know that the post office in my hometown in Newfoundland is closed because of everything. Yeah. And my mom called me to say she couldn't get my birthday package off to me. Oh, I'm sorry, Mary Jane. No, it's okay. I'll be. I'll have it to look forward to some sometime down the road. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Everybody, Mary Jane's birthday is April fifth. <laughs> she wants you to know. Hit her up in the DMs and online and wish her a very happy birthday, April fifth. That's Saturday, right? It's next Sunday. All right. I think I'm gonna eat some mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I want to do what I did in Joshua Tree a few weeks ago, which is like just zizz some up into like a bit of a fine powder and dust my morning coffee with it and then see where the day goes from there. I thought you were going to say chocolates, but that sounds great. Morning coffee mushroom sounds really delicious. Yeah, just a little fairy dust, you know, like yeah. it felt really nice and I've been really enjoying actually. I'm so lucky to have like a little patch of sun outside because I can go and sit out there and there's a little urban wildlife like a squirrel or a possum or a hawk or a hummingbird might stop on by and it's felt really nice to sit out there with Archie, Bobo's come out on a leash as well. That's cute. Soak up some, some vitamin D, 
So I think, yeah, eat some mushrooms on my birthday and just see what happens. When you um, eat them, is that your favorite way is to sprinkle them in your coffee? I love sprinkling them in my coffee, and that's new to me. I had never done that because um, it was like a not a little more than a microdose, but like a very very light dose. But normally, I yeah, I eat them in chocolate form. I make I used to make mushroom chocolates. Really? Yeah, I used to grow them, um, and like take a couple ounces every few months and just grind them up into dust, and then melt chocolate and make mushroom chocolates in little molds, and then just always have them on hand and like take them to parties and what? stuff. What? So we could use those piggy pop pancake molds but we could <laughs> fill them with mushroom chocolates 100 and make piggy piggy mushroom pop piggy pops yeah piggy pop sure. i made a a whole video about how to make mushroom chocolates when i was at high times i've seen it it's great it's your so hair fun. is so short so and short so to the side yeah it's very like i had just cut it all off and i was definitely like what is this new look that i have that i'm not comfortable with but, <laughs> i'm so honest it's yeah i it's was like, like when somebody oh. tries to wear a bandana around their neck for the first time out and they're mm-hmm. like is this my thing i don't know if this is my thing it was so weird i've i i really missed my long hair and i was like this is a new look for me that i don't know what to do with but um yeah that was filmed in christina bucola our friend christina's uh New York kitchen when I was at High Times and uh, I got greenlit by uh, Will Dana who had just come to High Times to consult from Rolling Stone of all places. Jesus, small fucking world. And he was like, what are you doing uh, here at High Times? You seem like you have some interesting ideas. And so he was like, you should make cooking videos. And so I made that one video, how to make mushroom chocolates and had a great time with Urs. We made it one day. Our friend Urs shot it and edited it. And uh yeah, it was so fun, and then I never got to make any more. <laughs> well, can we post that one? I want. Yeah. Do you? Is that okay? I think. I think your hair. Like, I think it's a great mushroom chocolate recipe, and yeah. it's so cool that like you were the tri- person who tried to usher that through high times, and they were too stupid to realize that that should be exactly <laughs> what they would they should be doing. You were ahead of the curve, I and they should have fucking listened to it you. It was. Thank you. It was uh, definitely like. Yeah, I mean, I made that in 2014 or 15. It was five fucking years ago. Yeah, so they fucked up bad. A long not time before that. therapeutic psychedelics were really like the bombo, the mot du jour, whatever. Right, because now, and then after that, high times, I bet was like, oh fuck, vice. What is vice? Oh shit, we should be doing that. And you're like, I already tried that for you, dumb fucks. Um, but <laughs> definitely was frustrating. Thanks, but yeah, seriously, I'm glad I made it. I'm glad it's still up. They're probably, you know, well, I don't know. <laughs> I hope they leave it up. Well, let's post it while it's there. Yeah. Uh, especially because that haircut you have. I was like, oh, dang, Mary Jane, you went for it. I think it looks great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll post that in the uh, show description link. Yeah. Okay, bet. Fuck um, yes. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um. Well, I kind of wanted to end this episode on a bananas note. Oh. Because I have this box. I just polished off a box of Triscuits before we recorded. Fuck yes. I have no excuse. Or I don't want to. What am I saying? What? Oh, you have no excuse for polishing the box off? Yeah, I, just I mean, ate a I whole didn't. Box of I didn't get any. <laughs> I know. I sat here and just mowed them down. I ate my whole own bag of chips. So, but it was inspired by that thread we found on Twitter oh. that shows the origin of Triscuits. And so I don't know how long we've gone. Oh my god. Yeah. But I thought that this would be a really fun, crazy way to end the. Uh, the episode yeah, would be yeah, like yeah. sharing the origin of the name Triscuit. Yeah. Because it's fucking fascinating. It's Triscuits. Here, I'm going to look it up again. I had it for a moment. Um, so the guy who did it, his name is at Sage Boggs. Yeah, S-A-G-E-B-O-G-G-S. At Sage Boggs. And, okay, you got the thread up? Mm-hmm. So he made a thread on Twitter about the origin of the name Triscuits, and it's so cool. It's... uh. 
the, his first tweet just says, several years ago I was at a party, brag, and I spotted a box of Triscuits. I asked everyone, what does the word Triscuit mean? It's clearly based on the word biscuit, but what does the try mean? I'm great at parties. And goes from there, and it's fucking fascinating. So it's not try. It's not for three. Yeah, so he wrote to Triscuit, and he was like, hey, is it because there's three layers of wheat? Is it three woven pieces? Try means three, right? So what does the try stand for? And the Nabisco company wrote him back and was like, we don't know what it stands for, but it's not three. Well, they actually said uh, no business records survived, which specifically explained the origins or inspiration for the name Triscuit. Like, survived? That's the official explanation from Nabisco is no business records survived. What the fuck? What is this like a fucking DC Comics biscuit universe where yeah. it's like, what? That's so crazy. Some weird fucking deep state theory about where these biscuits came from. I like the idea that Mr. Nabisco just narked everybody <laughs> who was a part of Triscuit. And then he was like, yeah, nothing survived. Should we take this and make it ourselves? It's... Uh, such a fucking good thread. I mean, just go and take a look at it. We'll maybe post the the picture where he actually discovered what the meaning behind Triscuits is. Yeah. So what is it? Okay. So he found an early Triscuit advertisement where Triscuit had put out the sort of like selling point about these new biscuits was that which was that they're baked by electricity. And that's like the ooh la la. Yeah, that's, that's it was like 1906 thing. or something. Oh and they were God. like, Triscuits baked by electricity uh, to be eaten with cream, fruit juices, all this other stuff. Triscuit is baked by electricity, the only food on the market prepared by this 1903, okay, 1903 process. The, the electricity is a process, is a 1903 process? New in 1903. So these, and then the picture of the Triscuits is they're at the base of Niagara Falls, which is where the company was based, and they're being like they're shooting out lightning bolts and Triscuit, the word Triscuit, the two T's are like these little <laughs> lightning bolts. And then it says the electric baked biscuit. So that Triscuit. means Triscuit. Electricity biscuit. That's crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. This is what we all need right now yeah. to learn all of these crazy things like this. The electricity, because I love the rosemary Triscuit so much. Yeah. And now what it really means is I love the rosemary electricity biscuit. It's it, That's so fun. The coolest. I can't believe they don't have it on their packaging now. It's dumb as hell. Yeah. There's nothing about electricity biscuits on here. How fucking cool is that? <laughs> Your biscuits so cool. have lightning bolts in them? Also, what a cool inventor who was like, I think I have a better biscuit because of this newfangled electricity thing that seems to be sweeping the country. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, let's make a biscuit using that. What a fun person that was. Electricity biscuit. I mean, imagine that. The first electric ovens. And they were so excited about it. And they were like, we're going to make a biscuit. <laughs> beep, 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 Tricky, Triscuit. Electricity biscuit. I love it. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. At Sagebox. Good fun follow. Absolutely. And thank you for finding that out. I mean, this is truly like the kind of story that I need to be reading right now. Yeah. Positivity. Yeah. yeah fun. Uh-huh. Weird. Archaic. Arcane knowledge. <laughs> yeah cool very nice mary jane well i'm glad we did this me too this felt great thank yeah. you for an amazing birthday uh to everyone listening we talked a lot about bathrooms and pee today huh yeah we did i don't know you know it's like that thing where you, when you're faced with your own mortality you kind of talk about like the realities of your physical existence mm -hmm. um and i think that's a little bit of where my head is at right now like i'm just thinking a lot about my my body and my like my corporal 
you know my, yeah. my flesh my soul cage yeah what's I'm up with this suitcase it. i'm walking around in yeah my suitcase getting getting tighter every day <laughs> oh yeah i'm i mean listen i had pigs in blankets mimosas smoked salmon and cheese and then midnight pork chops and coconut cream pie with you yesterday. That's right. We did. Ha- I, we forgot to mention the midnight pork chops. Midnight pork chops was a delicious pan sauce. Okay. Okay. If anyone out there is listening, I think pan sauces are one of the hardest things to do because you have so many things you've got to add so quickly while everything is bubbling up. Otherwise, the whole thing breaks and you've ruined that delicious fond on the bottom of the pan. A pan sauce to me is intimidating and hard. You did such a fucking great job with it. And your seasoning is always really on point. Like I always kind of fail with the balance of citric, like salt, all that kind of stuff. Like I always go way too far in one direction. And that pan sauce with the balance of the mustard and the white wine and the cream and the salt and the lemon was perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's hard. It was, I love a good challenge right now. And then drizzed over like a juicy, juicy chop on a bed of kale with some onion rings. Yo. Yo. Well, we got some cooking videos that we're making. Yeah. And uh, we have a couple of things. We'll get to them when they're reality though, huh? Yeah, we actually do have, weirdly, a couple of things happening. Um, so that's right. cool to have anything happening right now. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, um, well, thank you for a great birthday and a midnight chop and a diner cream pie this has been a sexy piss-filled episode <laughs> we're just just talking about like filling our faces and then pooping it out <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man boy. it's just a weird old time but i'm so glad to hang with you and chat about everything likewise and, you know enjoy enjoy ourselves a little bit well everyone thank you for listening i hope all your holes are as healthy as can be yeah thank you cozy 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 i hope that everyone has everything they need uh to stay cozy and hydrated and happy and stoned and you know comfortable follow us at weed and grub on instagram yeah hit us up in the dms we've gotten a bunch of great racks keep showing us your racks show us your racks and if you want to email us anything like i love reading people's stories if you have anecdotes about things that are happening to you right now what's in your stash any of that stuff hit us up at wg at weed and um and we'll you know read some of your stories aloud on here when we come to you with our next step on wednesday hell yeah hell yeah i hope what we have planned for wednesday works out I'm going to knock on wood to end this episode. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Bye, everybody. Bye.